0: Da, 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 da. Hey,
1: I- issues, issues. This is this is the issues show. That's a theme song. I just I just made up for us.
0: That's pretty good. <laughs> Ed is getting up to let his dog out.
1: I can I can hear them yowling in the uh, in the living room. So it's fun. It's good times. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Welcome to my home. I'm I don't know why I'm being weird. What's up? What's up, man? It's been a little while. As usual, <laughs> it's been it's been a little bit. I think last time we talked, uh, I had just gotten married. And now you have like six kids. Yeah. Well, we have one kid on the way. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for, for bringing that up. Uh, here's here's an issues show uh, exclusive <laughs> uh, because we just found out today we're uh, we're 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 having ourselves a boy.
0: Whoa! Congratulations.
1: Yeah. yeah. There you go. So. So Mike Essel Casey is that the name? Uh, yeah, I think it was probably gonna be. Um, I'll <laughs> I'll suggest that. All right. Uh, I think we each have, uh, we've talked about it. Lindsay and I each have uh, an unlimited amount of vetoes. So it could take a while.
0: That's probably no. for
1: the best. Yeah, we're probably not going to name our kid Mike Castle Casey.
0: That's worth a shot. Sorry, a buddy. Shot.
1: Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Frank, Frank Castle Casey, also out of the running.
0: Uh, I suggested that on Twitter. I forgot. Hey, I know. Been, that's really
1: good. Frank Castle Casey. His monogram would be FCC. Oh, that's even better. It'd get very complicated. So I don't know. <laughs> how are you? What's new with you? You're a dean now. It's true. I'm, a, I'm
0: the the real dean. Before I was the acting dean and now I'm the real dean. It's very yes. exciting.
1: You're not acting anymore.
0: Nope. I'm actually doing the job now. am not just pretending. <laughs> good for you. <clears throat> also, my voice is shot for those of you who haven't figured that out by now.
1: No, I think it's good. you got like a sort of a, a sexy husky Kathleen Turner thing going on. I'm, I'm kind of into it. Tell you the truth. Thank you. Thanks why is so Kat- much. Why is Kathleen Turner my go-to sexy voice? That's that's Something weird workout therapy <laughs> it's fine
0: so i have some funny snack talk
1: funny funny haha well or funny like, you- like
0: i'm going to eat some kit Kats live
1: oh oh yes oh that's right this is uh uh you sent me a picture of i believe it's a variety pack of some sort of japanese kit Kats.
0: it is. Mm-hmm. so yeah. here here we go
1: and for those of you who don't know uh japanese uh japan's uh kit Kat game is pretty right, so here- fucking wild
0: here's what we have on the menu all right we got a wasabi Kit Kat. We got a rum raisin Kit Kat. We got a sake Ugh. Kit Kat. We got a che- um, cheesecake Kit Kat. Okay. And ma- <clears throat> maple red bean.
1: Okay. So I'm going to try maple red bean right now. Can we, yeah, you eat that, and I'll sort of wax philosophical about uh rum raisin. I don't know why those two flavors are always together. It's like someone decided they huh. were drinking and they were like, let's put some raisins in this to make it health food. Is that All like right. two eighties stand up stand up comedy for you? <laughs> is that like what's the deal with airplane peanuts right now? Kind of. Um
0: so maple's okay. Uh-huh. It's like more vanilla than maple. You barely taste the red bean. It's actually pretty subtle. It's pretty good.
1: Now, for those of us unfamiliar, I mean I know, but like for maybe for some of our listeners, yes. What 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 is a red bean flavor exactly? It's
0: yeah. I'm such an ugly American and I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. I've had red bean ice cream. Okay. And I've had other red bean candies, but I actually couldn't tell you what kind of bean it is.
1: I feel like I've had, yeah, I, I'm similarly uh, ugly and American. And I feel like <laughs> I have seen um, uh, in our little, our little lobby market at work, they've got like, I think I grabbed one one time thinking it was like some sort of a, a, a you know, a cheese Danish or something. Cause it was like uh-huh. a roll with like some sort of filling in it. And then it turns out it wasn't that, at all it was it was some sort of like uh i think it was some sort of like an asian pastry or something oh, yeah, like red, red bean paste yeah and yeah, so then yeah, i read yeah. i read the labels at a later date and it was like this one's bean flavored and i'm like that doesn't like sound like a thing that i want to that i want to do so <laughs> i, I like know. red bean actually all right let me try rum raisin okay rum raisin now could you describe it? could you i know this is gonna be hard for you, you like just take a bite of like half of it yeah uh, that's what and then like are there actual chunks of raisin in there no that no? so looks like a weird that looks like it's got like a white chocolate coating on it.
0: Yeah, it is. This is weird. Okay. You feel the rum or taste the rum. Uh-huh. I don't really taste any raisin. I'll keep looking, huh. maybe. These are good.
1: Okay, so <laughs> rum rum raisin's a hit.
0: No, you and know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't buy a whole box.
1: I'd also <laughs> like to just, again, for our listeners, uh, these are sort of miniature-sized, uh, I'm going to call them a two-stick Kit Kat, okay? For sure. And what this fucking monster of a human being over here is doing is not breaking them off into individual sticks, but he's just like chomping down halfway through the double stick. What are you doing, man?
0: They're bite-sized, dude.
1: (sighs) Everything's (laughs) bite-sized if you believe in yourself.
0: It's true. Everything's bite-sized if your mouth is big enough. Cheesecake.
1: Here we go. This is just scintillating radio, I gotta tell you.
0: Oh my god, this is
1: so good. Does it taste like a cheesecake? Or does it taste like something you get at a cheesecake factory?
0: See, I'm a big fan of like fake cheesecake flavor. Sure. And this is very good, fake cheesecake flavor. You taste the strawberry and the cheese a little bit. Uh-huh. Wow, these are good. All right. I'm going to have one more and then we'll wrap this up.
1: All right. I'm going to have it. the wasabi. I'm going to have the wasabi. Oh, interesting. So, well, I think this is smart though to end with the spicy. Otherwise, you're going to, you know, you would have blown your palate out on the first try. All right.
0: So, this is a little green. It's like light green.
1: Can Here you get a bit? Oh, that doesn't look healthy. Whoa. Yeah, got a little wasabi in there. It does. Whoa, it's uh, got a little bit it, of a kick. I wish you people could see just the jagged, uneven bite halfway down a double <laughs> stick. Uh, it's just, it's, it's upsetting.
0: Those are very good. Wow, I love wasabi though. It has like a two percent kick. You barely feel it, but it's, so it's there. So like
1: it's, it's sweet. It's sweet with little, with little kick, a little kicker in there.
0: Yeah, it's good. All right. Okay. Uh, that, that wraps up Mike has Kit Kats for <laughs> this snack is a, Talk.
1: This is a thing that, like, I notice you know, in all of my uh, cooking shows that I watch, uh, mostly Top Chef, but they're always like, oh, make it a dessert. And it's like chocolate. And I'm putting a little chili powder in there for some heat. And I'm like, I don't know if I want, I don't think I want spicy in with my chocolate. I don't think that's necessary. Just make chocolate taste like chocolate. I've had, like, hot chocolate with a little
0: bit of, um, you know, like red pepper or something in it, which I thought was okay. <laughs> but you're right. It's not my. My first thought with chocolate is to make it spicy.
1: I guess I just don't want to be surprised by food that often. I want to sort of like not that I want it bland, but like, you know, I put a I I put a piece of chocolate in my mouth and I sort of know what I'm getting. And then it's like, ooh, here's a surprise flavor. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants things sneaking up on them. <laughs> you're you're breaking up a little. Well, just, you
0: know, deal with it, I guess. Yeah, I guess we'll just deal with it. Okay. I don't where you sent me that thing about Oreo now has like a snack like a monthly snack thing it's like a,
1: it's like yeah it's a it's a it's an oreo subscription box and i think it comes with like a regular pack of oreos and some sort of special pack of oreos and then some sort of like you know chachi piece of garbage that's probably not worth the money so if i'm reading all that correctly <laughs> i think you're laying down about 20 30 bucks for like two packages of oreos maybe but that's i think that's how they're gonna you know you're gonna get your hands on some of those limited edition flavors so
0: Oh man, that's too much money for that.
1: It's it's not like I'm it's not like I'm pinching together every nickel for childcare or anything. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely spend some spend some money on Oreos.
0: I considered it for a minute, and then I was like, the last thing I need is monthly Oreos.
1: It's bad enough when I go out and get Oreos and then come home and eat them all, like in a very short amount of time. Like, what's going to happen when the Oreos come to me? You know, like that. What little exercise I'm get walking to the store to get the Oreos uh, is just going to go straight out the window. So. Do you have any snack talk? Uh let's see. Let me pull up my very well organized document here. Um, are you familiar with uh okay, let me let me actually let me back up. Do you like a Cheez It? I love Cheez Its. Now, you know how sometimes when you're eating through a box of Cheez Its and you get that one that's like a little extra toasty, a little extra crispy, a little extra burnt? Yes. And how that's like the best Cheez It? Yes. Mike, they make an entire box of those.
0: No. Called, what are they called?
1: They're called like toasty Cheez Its or something. Uh, no. and, just, and they're just, yeah, they're just a little just a little overdone. It's a whole box of uh, of overdone Cheez-Its. And I know what you're thinking, but wait, isn't this like when they made the whole cereal of all Crunch Berries? And you're like, whoa, too much of a good thing. That's too many Crunch Berries. <laughs> no, it's not like that, okay? Because these things are fucking delicious. Wow, so
0: I haven't even seen these, and I'm a fan.
1: Well, I, you know, as the snack space gets more competitive, I think you'll notice that uh, a lot of your favorite brands... <laughs> Are branching out into like, like, go. I mean, go look at the cheese, the Cheez It aisle, and there's like 700 flavors. You got your spicy, and you got like, there's cheeses with ridges, there's a bunch of other dumb bullshit. Like, I don't know why they're putting a cheese hat on a cheese hat, but <laughs> toasty Cheez Its uh, are endorsed uh, by myself, but even more importantly, uh, by by my wife, who is quite the Cheez It connoisseur. So,
0: see, I'm a white cheddar Cheez It fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. I don't
1: buy the orange ones, <laughs> I buy the white ones. That's weird, huh? What's up with white cheddar? Like, why is it, why why is it half white? Cheddar's orange. Why are you trying to do something you're not?
0: <laughs> so you're not a white cheese fan.
1: You think they taste different? Like it just seems like that's a color distinction.
0: Oh no, they taste way better.
1: Interesting. All right, well, <laughs> I'll take your word for it, I guess. <laughs> what else do you have on the snack talk? Well, this is something i was sort of trying to get to the get to the bottom of. Uh, maybe we've discussed this in the past. Uh, you like you like a bear claw? Well, yeah. So a duck. I, I know. <laughs> So here's the thing, like I feel like when I was living in California, every baker I went to had a bear claw, you know. Uh, mm. And then I moved up here, and man, bear claws hard to come by, really. But I found uh, up the road is uh, uh, a place called Larson's. Uh, I guess it's uh, an old timey, you know, it's one of those like oldest bakeries in the in the city, whatever things. They actually have two kinds of bear claws. You can get that with an almond paste or with a fig paste.
0: So whoa. Well, that's yeah. fancy.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they also they also make something called a kringle, which I've fallen deeply in love with.
0: What is a kringle?
1: It's uh, just like a big pastry. Uh, this one, I think, is again full of some sort of almond, something or other. There might be a raisin in there every once in a while, and then I think they just dunk the whole thing in butter. Uh, near as I can tell, it's just it's a very oh my god! Uh, it's a very flaky, buttery pastry uh, that, that makes me want to take a nap. So do you go here on your way to work or percent- something? No, no, if I did that, I would die. Um, it's a little <laughs> it's a little it's a little weekend treat from time to time. It's just far enough away to where like I'd have to either get in the car or take like a long walk to get there. so nice, nice. You can't have it every day. No, no, that would be bad for me and and for you, unlike the
0: people at the Dunkin Donuts that's right across the street that know what I order
1: every day. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you walk in, they start making it, right? Yeah, they just make it,
0: which. Luckily they don't they don't just put the donuts in a bag <laughs> which is nice cuz I don't get the donuts every day but I do get the coffee every day. So.
1: Yeah, I have the coffee every day. The uh the Dunkin Donuts now expanded to the West Coast. I think they've got uh they've got a couple in in and around the Bay Area. So I'm hoping they start creeping north and get up here to Seattle. We'll see. I heard
0: that San Francisco is getting an uh Shake Shack.
1: Yeah, yeah, that Empire is also expanding, so which Crazy. Which also kicked off like just a completely boring argument about which is better, Shake Shack or in and out And my whole thing is like, I don't know, just eat both. Like just get one one day and the other the other day. Like all burgers are good. Like I, I don't understand. Yeah, why that's, pick not,
0: that's not a war I'm going to take on.
1: No, exactly. Like I live probably equidistant from two different burger places. And like one of them's really good and the other one's really, really good. And like I don't need to pit them against each other. Like some days I go to Scooter's, some days I go to Little Woody's, <laughs> you know, like whatever. Just mix and match. I got lucky because a Shake
0: Shack opened a block away. Nice. It actually opened in one of like in one of Cooper's buildings. So it's right it's right here. I'm I've been trying to cut it down to once a
1: week. So do you do you get to walk in and be like, excuse me, I'm the dean of this building. Uh why don't you throw in some extra cheese fries? Is that like a thing you can do or I'll
0: I'll have to try that next yeah. time. Yeah. I haven't right. done
1: that yet. Don't you know who I am?
0: Oh man. Anybody who says that deserves nothing.
1: That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Cheese fries are delicious, though. You read any comics? Uh, I think we've both read the same comic. We've read X-Men Grand Design, which is a comic that I've been, like, eagerly anticipating for about 300 years. It wasn't announced that long ago. But, you know, uh, I've been a fan of... Uh, is it Ed, Ed Piskor, I think? Uh, yeah, Piskor. Piskor? Yeah. Did you ever... Are you uh, familiar with Hip Hop Family Tree?
0: I'm familiar with it, but didn't read it.
1: Okay, so I, I'll, I'll admit that I haven't, like, I think, read through all of it, um, but I've looked at most of it. And it's, I mean, that's... You know, just hits me where I live. Like comic books and hip hop together is like that's you know, it'd be like if somebody made a comic book out of, I don't know, metal for you. Or snacks. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lordy. Um, but yeah, X-Men Grand Design, I mean, God, what how how would you even describe it? How would you sum it up? It's really good. <laughs> but I mean That's like, where I would like, start. Like concept concept wise.
0: <laughs> so it's
1: all right, it's it's all made by one person. Yep. Like like designed, written, drawn, lettered. I think he might have stapled the issues together himself. It's like yeah, it's
0: like a complete labor of love. And you can feel it on on every panel. Truly.
1: And like wild, like it's like it looks like to me, it almost looks like something that would be like a bootleg passion project sort of thing that right. put out like like an unauthorized history of the X-Men. But like this is an actual like Marvel product that that they put out. Yeah. I mean,
0: the worst description of it would be like cliff notes for the X Men. Yeah. Because that makes it it sort of marginalizes how amazing it is. That is in fact a terrible description. But that's what it works to do. It it tries to unify like or even I hate to use the word reboot or maybe remix is better.
1: Yeah. I think I think I actually saw him refer to it as like as a remix.
0: Oh nice. It's like forty years of X Men history distilled down so far into like two books.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's
0: going to be 6 I believe.
1: Yeah, I guess volume 2 is coming out in like I think is it April? No, the trade I think comes out in April. Like the collection of these two.
0: Yeah, the cl- the tr- the trade collects the first two issues and then the third issue is I guess on the way or
1: something. Yeah. Which will which will be what? Like up through the 80s maybe and then Yeah, I think it'll the th-
0: cover the Dark Phoenix Saga. I still haven't read it. Which means you'll never have to read it because now you'll have these perfect cliff notes, dude. I was thinking about you when I was reading it about how you get off the hook now.
1: (laughs) I would hope that you would think about me every time you read a comic, but that's just, you know, that's just me.
0: (laughs) The thing about this is like, you know, like there's a moment where they show Wolverine and Captain America fighting in World War II. Mm Mm-hmm. And I had never read that. And I immediately had this reaction of like, wait a minute, when the hell was Wolverine in World War II? And when did he go out with Cap? And that's a history I'm not familiar with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you look in the back and he's done these amazing notes. Yeah. Where he not only does he reference the original books, but sort of explains a tiny bit like how they're all interconnected. Yeah, totally. And the, the amount of work he had done on... Just the research and reading everything and linking them all up. Like one of the references in the back, I think, of the first book was like, I'm going to paraphrase this a little bit, but it was like, well, this didn't happen in the comics, but it did happen in the X-Men animated show from X, you know, from XYZ or something. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, that is a deep cut. That's, this is clearly a guy who knows all the ins and outs of the X-Men and did an amazing amount of research to make this happen. I couldn't put it down. I read the first yeah. two back to back and could not put it down. It's great.
1: Did you buy them uh, digital or do you buy print copies? I bought them digital. Ah, you dumb idiot. No, I'm just kidding. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I bu- I went out and actually bought uh actually bought print copies of these for the first. I went to a comp like I had to look up where to find a comic shop in town because I don't know something. I think because it's sort of that um you know it's got that sort of old timey like pulpy feel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought it might it might read real nice on paper. Yeah, so. I'm sure.
0: No, and he specifically made it look old. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that I love about it is like like when I read digital comics, I mean, I, we've talked about this on previous shows, but I'm a little, I would almost rather read a scan of an old book than a new clean digital version of that book. Mm-hmm. I like seeing the yellowed paper and the way the ink hits the page. And I know I'm old fashioned, but- there's just something about that that to me feels more like a comic for lack of better words like it feels like Jesus man it just feels like history.
1: Yeah, it's 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 the difference I think between like watching, you know, uh you know, watching an old movie and then watching one that's, you know, that's been remastered or uh, you know, god forbid the like special edition Star Wars movies or whatever, right? Right. where it just, it's it like, it looks weird. It's the juxtaposition of like old timey movie with like a modern special effect all of a sudden laid on oh, top of right, it. Oh, right,
0: right. And this is like, it's so well done. Like it feels like you feel it as broad strokes, uh-huh. right? Like you feel it as like, he's trying to do as much as he can in a limited amount of space. Yeah. But it never feels jammed in.
1: No, I mean, you've got like entire, you've got entire storylines that are essentially compressed down into like a handful of panels at most.
0: No and it wor- how does it work though, man? It I, just I, works.
1: I, I think it's the style of it. I think the, like it's got such a rhythm to it like it just it, it doesn't stop moving, and you've got a couple of times where I think you had sort of two stories happening like in parallel, and so it would kind of bounce back and forth between the two, but it just all i don't know it just it all meshes together so well.
0: yeah, it's really striking. I mean look i I have like the tiniest, nerdiest complaint is the only thing i could muster in terms of a criticism is that i wish he was a better letterer <laughs> that is literally the because one of the main things i enjoy about comics is how they're lettered and how expressive uh-huh. the type is yeah. this is pretty reserved in terms of lettering and how there's for instance there's no like sound effects
1: oh so so you're not talking about like the not the word balloon lettering as much as the um
0: i'm kind of talking about all of it 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 feels like because of how it's lettered, it feels more to me like an indie comic than a superhero comic. That's fair. And I think that's absolutely okay. Yeah. But I, again, it's just, it's the smallest, tiniest of dumbest criticisms. I, I almost left it out, but I actually care so much about lettering.
1: <laughs> I figured I would mention it. I tell you, I... Um I don't think I even noticed. I think just because right. it, it's so dense and there's so much happening.
0: No, and I don't think anybody would notice except like a lettering nerd. Yeah, to be honest. I, mean, I didn't.
1: But I mean, even like the lack of you know of, of kabooms and smashes and whatnot. Like I didn't even <laughs> notice the lack of those until you said something about it. That's really interesting. But yeah, they're not in there at all.
0: I don't think it needs them.
1: No. For, well, for instance, if if I if I had one complaint, sure. I just, I wanted to, I want this thing to be bigger. Like I want it to be at the same size as like his hip hop family tree books that are sort of an oversized. Oh, uh, I can see that. Yeah, and I think yeah, the that collection might be, I'm not sure it might be that, uh, you know, whatever an 11 by 11 by 17 or, or whatever the, right. the dimensions of that are, but, um, because it was, there were a couple of times where I had to lean in pretty close to the page to, yeah,
0: it's pretty dense. It's yeah. dense in a way that Watchmen's dense. Yeah. Like there's yeah. so much in every panel that you just sort of stare at the book. It's kind of amazing.
1: Yeah, but not but not so much in every panel in like uh, oh, we've hidden a bunch of Easter eggs in the background sort of stuff. Like n- none of that. Just like No,
0: no, no. Just just literally just intricate drawing. Just like really a labor of love in every panel. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I mean, it's been a long time since I've read a comic that I was just glued to yeah. like this. It's also funny because we know all these stories.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, to be, for me to be that glued to it while reading what is essentially a recap of, you know, of stuff that I'm familiar with in one form or another was like, is, I think is quite an accomplishment.
0: Yeah. It's also like he does this nice thing of, he varies the styles a little bit when you get to different kinds of storytelling Mm -hmm. and he's referencing sort of older comics and even just the history of comics at large while he's making this. Yeah. I mean, really, man, it's like a
1: scholarly work.
0: Yeah. It's kind of unbelievable how good it is.
1: And it's funny. He's, um, I don't know if you follow him on, on like various, you know, social medias and whatnot, but he put up a while back a side by side of like some X-Men drawing he did when he was a kid. Oh, I did see that. It's awesome.
0: It's awesome. you know, and,
1: and then next to this, I mean, talk about talk about your your uh, childhood dreams coming true. No, he
0: even he recently tweeted that he had like as a kid, actually published a hundred and fifty issues of a self-made comic. Oh, really? So he and it was a superhero book. So clearly, he's been in deep on the X Men and this whole genre for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it really shows. I even I even posted like a quick screenshot of one of the pages. And a friend of mine who's an old school comic guy, like probably read comics in the 60s and 70s. He wrote me specifically in all caps and was like, who drew this? <laughs> like he needed to know where it came from because, you know, it's like you can just feel how good it is.
1: And that's what's funny. Like I um, I watch because I'm dumb and occasionally read the comments. You know, I saw some people who I think just like glanced at it and saw the style and were like, who even, like, who would even want this, you know? Like, oh, Jesus
0: and, Christ. And I
1: think, it was, I think it was after he had, uh, I think it was after Pisker had, like, put something out that was like, you know, next week's the last day to pre-order, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, like, somebody, you know, because it's comics, gave him some snarky, shitty, like... Oh, Jesus. Who, like, who would even want this? And it's like, and then fucking old heads like you and me are like, you know, like, <laughs> I'm going to go to a comic book store for the first time in, like, six years just to, just to pick this you, up. You know,
0: it's funny. One thing about this that I think is really refreshing is that it's not in the house Marvel style.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That it's
0: not all slick and super colored and, you know, like it's not all, it's lush in a different way. It's like mm-hmm. lush in how it's illustrated. It's not lush in effect. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: It's, no, it's not, it's not uh fake, you know, old timey. It's not like pretending something else, like pretending to be an old timey style or like, you know, taking something modern and then like trying to rough it up to make it look right, 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 you right. You know, like old school or whatever. It's yeah. You no, know,
0: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Man, it's good.
1: And so I hope. And, <laughs> and I have no idea how comic book sales work. Uh, everything I've ever read says that sales are always bad forever. But uh, I'm hoping that this is really successful. And like, I'd love to see him do, you know, like a Fantastic Four one of these. And like, oh uh, god, that uh, would be an, great. Avengers may be too sprawling, but like, uh, I think an FF one would be fantastic to like just an
0: FF uh, one would be fantastic. At?
1: All right. Well, that wasn't my best turn of phrase, but you know. But also, no, but also, look, but also then, shut up. Um, yeah, you're also right, though, in terms of
0: like how deep the Fantastic Four mythology is. Yeah, and how like you're right, spread across years, it is. Like some somebody like me could use this for, yeah, for Fantastic
1: for sure. Four. And he's obviously like you know I think a, a great admirer of, of Kirby. I mean Kirby's all over this thing, and so to you know to take a run at like you know, some of the early Kirby FF stuff and sort of put his his tweak on it like this, I think would be a lot of fun. I would read that. No, I would, too. Maybe they'll just hire him full time forever. (laughs) Maybe.
0: Maybe. And I guess the third one comes out soonish.
1: I think it's just the two, isn't it? Isn't it just the two and then a collected edition? Or is there a third issue that's getting collected? I think there's six.
0: Isn't there supposed to be six in total? Or am I making that up?
1: Yeah, but I think they're coming in like two in two oh, chapter two t- pieces. Oh, okay, that makes so sense like, to me. So like, these two will be collected. I think it comes out in April, and I with I assume a bunch of like production notes and back matter and like all sorts of like yeah, bonus right. funsy stuff, new covers and
0: stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so then I think then it's X Men Grand Design Volume Two, issues one and two. I'm not sure. Combing oh,
0: okay, that makes numbers. sense. And that'll be I could, I could all the be Dark
1: Phoenix stuff. Super okay. wrong about that. No, oh, I think
0: you're right about that. No, and I saw he made a new cover. They're about to reissue number 1 and 2 in the stores. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they went back to print on both of them. It's
0: so good, man. Really like if you're listening to this and you're at all on the fence, just go buy it. Don't be stupid.
1: And it seems like and you could maybe <laughs> you, could, you could maybe speak to this, but like um you know, I obviously uh, appreciate it as, you know, as just pure comic bookery, um but he seems to have a pretty good design sense for this stuff too. Like you look at like the cover designs and like oh god, come um, on, and his and his layouts and everything too. So it's um Seems like he's got that locked.
0: No, I mean what I'm going to do after this is go get hip hop family tree. That's how good this is.
1: Highly recommended. Yeah, yeah it's I don't know. so good. And that's all. And, and the all shit that you know that happened, uh, you know, in your backyard, right? I mean, in in New York and whatnot. Like yeah, I'm sure you'll recognize
0: uh, references oh, right. to
1: some of the neighborhoods and whatnot. So. No,
0: and I even I made that book. Um, I designed that book called Born in the Bronx. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is all about the birth of hip-hop. So I'm actually, I should have read it a long time ago, yeah, actually. you really should have. I think, <laughs> there, I, think
1: he, I think he's up to, what, four volumes of that now? Maybe more? Oh, I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah, I, I fell off a couple. I'm looking at it right now on my bookshelf, because the first one is like 1970 to 81. And then from 81 to 83... And then I think I have three and maybe even four around right here somewhere. I kind of, I, I backed off on buying them because they kept putting them out. And then for every two, they'd put out like a nice, like uh slip case, like collector's edition one. And so after buying, like, I think it, I think I had the three different copies of the first volume at one point, uh, cause I'm stupid, but.
0: <laughs> but here I'm looking at the back of, um, the first issue of grand design or no, the second issue of grand design. Mm-hmm. And man, I, I didn't realize this when we first mentioned it, but. There's actually notes for every single page. Oh Wow,
1: it is every page. So yeah. it's like,
0: if you want to know what's going on on page 11, yep. he's got a little description and even references the comic books that it came out of.
1: And I also love, like, the page before that, he lists, like, everybody who worked on... Oh, everybody who worked on it. Yeah, I, I mean love that too. It. And, that, and it's writer, it looks like writers and artists. Um, so not just... You know, because I think a lot of guys would be like, "Oh, you know, Kirby and John Byrne and you know and Chris Claremont," but like there right. are a lot of <laughs> a lot of role role players in between there too. So No,
0: I even you know like as I mentioned, I'm a little bit of a lettering nerd, so I'm yeah. following some comic book letterers on Twitter. Uh huh. And one of those letters was very happy to be included in this list. That's dope. He was very like honored to be included, which is great. It's really great. I mean, the whole product, man, is just so classy. Yeah. <laughs> He, he also does this stuff with like patterns in the background. Like sometimes it's a wallpaper pattern or sometimes it's like Kirby crackle or sometimes mm-hmm. it's a star pattern. It's just so layered. I, anyway, I could go on and on about how beautiful this thing is. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think there's a single, I don't think you could find a single like panel or inch of it that, you know, that appears at all phoned in. Like I think every single, you know, every single stroke of the pen was done with intention, It was done with a lot of love. So it's yeah, agreed. pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah.
0: So the last page of number two actually previews the cover of the next one, and it says late twenty eighteen. Okay. So we so we got about a year. All right. Boo. It's probably but it's the, okay. It's probably good around enough. the time we'll be it's doing our enough.
1: next episode, so it's fine. Oh
0: burn! <laughs> you read? You told me you read what? You read? Um, you're killing me. What did you read? Mister Miracle. There you go. Yeah. Talk about
1: that. So, Mister Miracle, uh, I I came upon uh, as any uh, good white person would do on NPR, <laughs> and I think it was I think it was the M, uh, the NPR like pop culture podcast something. They were just you know they in every episode they do a, a sort of roundtable like you know what you like this week. Uh, so they were talking about that and kind of caught my ear because you know it's it's Jack Kirby fourth world stuff. Yeah. um it's it's dc which immediately you know makes me ignore it just not because dc's bad it's just you know me i am a marvel dude sure. um, but it was very favorably compared to uh hawkeye i said it was sort of in the same oh, nice. school okay. of like the aha fraction uh, hawkeye stuff and so i said eh, well, what the heck I'll, I'll give it a go i think at the time comicsology had like a 10 page preview of the first issue which was more than enough to get its hooks into me uh-huh. you know? and so even without knowing like a lot of the history of you know, Mister Miracle, Fourth World, Big Barda, Orion. You know, I like I know the names of all the major players. Yeah, me too, but not the story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I know you know. Apocalypse sounds like a hell of a place to grow up. Uh, and Dark Seed is bad, or Dark Side. I still don't know how to side, say side. Side. You sure? I'm positive
0: because that's where George Lucas
1: stole it from. <laughs> nice, <laughs> <laughs> classic Lucas. So anyway, it's yeah, it's. It's uh Scott Free, uh Mr. Miracle. And he's uh, you know, he's kind of a troubled, broken dude. And he seems like he's going through some stuff, uh, at the same time that, you know, some shit's sort of going down on apocalypse. And so he's sort of embroiled in this like war war for uh the planet, but also some of his sort of personal issues. And the art is yeah, I don't know, really, really fucking cool. I guess the best way I can describe it's it. It's really good. Yeah, I looked at the art. Yeah. And it a lot of it sticks to like a uh almost like a nine panel grid, which is very kind of old school. But uh-huh. then when it does sort of like mess with that pattern, like it, you know, uh it does it very, very intentionally and, and you know, in a way that sort of like, you know, has a lot of impact because all of a sudden it like breaks breaks out of this like Yeah. I I picked it up, but I haven't read it yet. I picked it up
0: because it was Faberly faberly. <laughs> favorably favorably compared to black bolt okay you know this idea of like these later day kirby characters getting Mm -hmm. like a new treatment they were kind of put together so i picked up black bolt and mr miracle
1: nice
0: i read the first black bolt and actually loved it
1: is that the one where he's like
0: in prison or something yes okay yeah i it it had a a style of writing that was just i don't know a little intriguing to me is the best way to put Mm -hmm. it so i'm gonna keep reading that and i'll pick up miracle too it sounds mr miracle sounds good yeah
1: yeah, I, th- I think I've think re- i there's um, later on in I forget which issue number it is because I sort of I sort of shotgunned him. But um, there's one where uh, Mr. Miracle and uh, Big Barda are sort of kind of like, I don't know, breaking into a place without giving too much away. And uh-huh. so they're having this like they're <laughs> they're having this sort of very normal back and forth conversation about how they want to uh, redo their condo, you know. <laughs> but while, you know, like evading death traps and whatnot, um, you know, while trying to get to the uh you know, some secret on Apocalypse or something like that. Um, and it's just, like, it's one of those things where it could be, like, it could be very cliche and goofy, like, okay, haha, they're having a sort of trivial conversation, like, while they're doing this serious thing. But it's just, I don't know, it just plays. And it's just... That it's, does
0: sound very Hawkeye, though, in a good way.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and, but in a good way. Like, it, in a way where it's like, this reminds me of that in a good way, but not that, like, they just... Straight, no, no, they just try right. to copy it, you know? Like the
0: way the normal world intrudes on superhero world or something. Yeah, I exactly. always love that about Hawkeye. That's great.
1: Big recommend on that one.
0: What else have you read?
1: Um, Let's see. I'm still reading Squirrel Girl very, very regularly. It's the only good comic book in the world. Uh, I reread Planetary recently, which I do, I don't know, every six oh, months. Oh, right. like every year you do that. Yeah, and I just, God, I just, I love it more and more every time, which is weird. Um, I think that's... The Most of it. I'm trying to think that uh, the new Snagglepuss comic came out that I've been waiting for forever.
0: Oh, right. We talked about that like a year ago.
1: Yeah, because it was supposed to come out in like August, and then it seems like it just kept getting bumped back and bumped back. Is it good? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, he's a, a gay playwright, uh, sort of right in the middle of, you know, McCarthy doing his thing and, you know, and rounding up, uh, agitators and, and no. communists. No. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so the, <laughs>
0: That's I mean, awesome.
1: I'll I'll spoil the, you know, the first issue for you. So you'll read it eventually. And by then you'll have forgotten what I said. But um, it basically, it basically ends with like, I forget what it is, like a, a senator or congressman or something with Snagglepuss in oh. his crosshairs because he saw him coming and going from some, you know, gay nightclub or, or, uh-huh. or something like that. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens to it. But it's, it's another one of these like Hanna-Barbera, but weird books that DC has right. been doing, you know? Yeah, like
0: that Flintstones book. That was yeah. so great.
1: Yeah, yeah. Huh.
0: Yeah, the only other thing I'm reading you'll be surprised is Punisher, Punisher Platoon. Platoon. Yes. Yeah.
1: So I read the I read the first issue of that. Where did, where did it go from there?
0: It's really it, it's funny. It seems to be a story that's just about you can't believe how good this guy Frank Castle is at adapting to war. You get what I mean? Like Shocking. you see him like one of the issues is about how like the army has issued them some kind of rifle that doesn't work. They had confiscated all the rifles that did work and they were all going to basically get, you know, get put on a boat and sent somewhere else. And he figures out, even though it's illegal and it's against protocol, he goes through all these machinations to just get those guns back. And it sounds like a boring comic, but seeing Frank like negotiate all that and get the respect from his troops and Mm -hmm. seeing how just adaptable he is seems to be the point, I think. I'm digging it, but it's not like—I mean, frankly, there's just not enough killing.
1: (laughs) Frank, frankly,
0: (laughs) nice, nice. Dumb. So yeah, I'm waiting. We're we're on issue four now. I think issue five is when the shit hits the fan, is my guess.
1: Because yeah, it's in it's in that for me, it's in that limbo of like I was gonna maybe just wait till it hit uh, uh, Marvel Unlimited, uh, and it hasn't that hasn't happened yet. I don't think so. Yeah,
0: I think you're probably about a. Two months away from Unlimited. I think it's a six-month window, right? Sounds right. Cool. No, it's, you know, like, look, Garth Ennis writing Frank Castle. I'm there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, unfortunately, anybody writing Frank Castle and I'm there. But I'm very happy that it's Garth Ennis.
1: That is your cross to bear.
0: True. The other Punisher ongoing is um, currently so bad, I'm not going to talk about it. Oh, really? Yeah, he's going to put on War Machine's armor.
1: Mm, No, thank you.
0: Yeah, I'm. i um, That feels very bad to me. Like very. Yeah. Like it's almost as bad as Frank and Castle.
1: See, I still think Frank Castle is good, but just because of the name. I never actually read any of the comics. I think <laughs> I think it's one of those where somebody like came up with a pun, and then they were like, "I guess we got to write this thing now." You know, I guess so. Just work backwards from the title.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the only other thing I got is. Um, well, wait. You watched a little Punisher Netflix.
1: Yeah, well, I think I told you that. Um, I thought I was like six episodes in, and then it turns out it might only be like three or four, which I think maybe speaks to the pacing of the show. Yes, I'm at the point where he has kidnapped Microchip and is maybe torturing him, or and then Microchip's got to like enter a code every five minutes, or I don't know something yes. bad happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah I gotta yeah. tell you, like it's it's had some moments, but I'm just not I'm not paying full attention to it, so it hasn't really hooked me. Yeah, which, um, is a, which was always my fear with a with a Punisher show. Like, Punisher bouncing off other superheroes, for me, you know, has always been sort of the most interesting part. Like, Punisher feeling real sad about stuff, not as much. It has problems. I'm glad it got renewed.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm hoping they fix some of those problems in the second season. Mm-hmm. I really, for the most part, hated the last episode, which I know you haven't gotten to yet. Okay. But they do a thing on the last episode when they cut from essentially the punisher getting tortured or beaten up and he's cutting in his mind to having sex with his wife that's weird and the juxtaposition of the two of them being intimate and the and the all the blood is i'll be honest man it's just too much yes i mean look i'm a fan of the violence of punisher but when you combine it with sex like that i think it's kind of garbage
1: that's that's a weird
0: creative decision i guess yeah and look you can make an argument that that tension's been in Punisher the whole time but to to put it on screen that way I thought to be honest was just gross
1: well and they've I mean they've certainly I guess set that up you know he's been in the the episodes I've watched he's been have sort of having the you know the dreams and the flashbacks and so it's it's that pushing it's that pushing pull of like oh my old life but now this is my new reality but yeah I think you're right to like you know just sort of put right on screen next to each other like the sex and the torture. Yeah, it's like it's too cheap. Like that, I don't I don't I don't think that achieves the like, oh, my old life when I was happy, and now my current life when I'm getting tortured. Like it 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 makes it's like it, it makes a weird sex and violence connection that like they didn't mean to. Right. Or if they meant to, it doesn't fit with the character. Yeah, in yeah, my yeah. opinion, anyway. Hmm. Interesting. But look,
0: I'm there for it. You know, I gotta sure. watch
1: it. I, I still I still like the guy. No,
0: I love I think he was perfectly cast, to be honest. I just think mm-hmm. I think you're right. I don't think they knew exactly what to do with it. And I'm hoping the second season's better, but we'll see. Who knows? Well,
1: again, I mean, and we've had this conversation before, like, well, how do you do, you know, how do you do the Punisher so it's not just Death Wish or every Steven Seagal movie? of yeah. Like, you killed my family and now I have to get revenge, right? Like, minus the Marvel universe of it all, how do you do it in a way that's not just an 80s action movie?
0: Yeah. I mean, the I think the way they get to the sort of the <laughs> the essence of the Punisher on the show Is that there isn't any hesitation when he kills somebody. Yeah, that is true. You know, like, there's, like, five guys in the room, and he just picks up his gun, and he's like, pop, 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 pop. You know, like, it's no... Yeah. He has no anxiety about killing.
1: (laughs) No. not at all.
0: (laughs) Which, that part of it, I think, is very Punisher, that, like, you know, like, in a panel, they can do that really easy in the comic. Mm -hmm. You know, like, there he is standing in the panel with everybody else. In the next panel, he's the only one standing. Right. Right. The way they do that on the show, I think, is pretty good.
1: Hmm.
0: And I feel like it's they get the Punisher, but you're yeah. right in terms of like, you know, like when he's bouncing off a of Daredevil,
1: and it's about their moral code, right? Well, they can have that conversation that really spells it out,
0: right? That nuance is at least semi interesting mm-hmm. to have that stripped away in the in the Punisher show is it's just harder to figure it out. I think. Yeah,
1: I think yeah, because I think that with with the Punisher, like it's a it's a fine line to constantly have to walk between like. He, like he's not he's not a psycho killer and yet he kills nearly a everyone psycho. he comes across <laughs> yeah. who's on the wrong side <laughs> of him right like he does so like how do you how do you define and then constantly have to reinforce like his code and his mission yep without getting really cheesy into it of like you know killing everybody in the room except for one guy and then being like i'm going to give you a second chance <laughs> right. you know like you spread you spread know. the word <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah i mean I, I imagine i mean that's that's hard to do in an ongoing Like comic book basis, I guess much less, you know, in a TV show and and everything else. So,
0: see, I assume they would just cherry pick like the twelve best issues and just make shows around those issues, Mm -hmm. or you know, the twelve best arcs or something. Yeah, and they did that a little bit, I think, but they could have done a much better job. Hmm. The only other comic book thing I saw was uh, I saw the Thor movie.
1: I know I missed. I missed it. I between Ah. uh, Thanksgiving and family in town and everything else. Like by the time. I like had a day to go see it. I looked it up and it was playing like in one theater way the hell across town at 11 p.m. show. And I'm like, I'm too fucking old ah, to stay up to 11 p.m. Man,
0: it's so good, Ed.
1: I know. I'm, it's, one of the, <laughs> it's one of those where like I, I, if I, I finally went to, I went to see Star Wars, you know, a couple of weeks late. And if Star Wars and Thor had both been playing, I probably would have gone to see Thor, but they weren't, you know, my local theater's got two screens. So uh, it it's, it's very good. I mean, I've heard it, nothing but know, good things. Like the only yeah, complaints right. I've heard are from the no fun Nicks who were like, hey, too many jokes. And I'm like, I don't,
0: I no, don't want no, to see no another... such thing. It, yeah. it
1: starts off
0: funny and stays funny. Yeah. I mean, it's in the standalone ones. It's like similar to Deadpool or similar to, you know, maybe the, the Ant-Man, but it's mm-hmm. way better than Ant-Man. Like a hundred times better than Ant-Man. It's so Man,
1: good. Man, have you seen Baby Driver? Yes. So I watched that movie. And it was real good. I mean, minus the fact that Kevin Spacey's in it, but whatever. Sure. And also, like, oh, it was super creepy watching him be, like, very, like, manipulative and threatening to, like, a much younger kid. Like, that. Yeah, I think we're going
0: to be picking up on that for a while now. But, yeah, I hear you.
1: Yeah, that put, like, an extra layer of sleaze on it. But anyway, I watched that, and it just made me so fucking mad that, like, Edgar Wright, you know, got either pushed off or jumped off of, of Ant-Man because I think he could have had a lot of, like, an Edgar Wright Ant-Man movie, I think, would have been... Phenomenal, I agree with you. And I, I liked Ant Man, you know. Yeah, it just felt a little structured. It was, it was. A, I think it was one of the <laughs> most, uh, you know, sort of by the numbers mm-hmm. Marvel movies so far. That's a better way to yeah. put it.
0: Yeah, by the numbers. Yeah, but
1: yeah, I I finally saw Baby Driver, and like he's just got like Edgar Wright just has such a sort of like visual style, and like just I don't know, it's, it's just some of the shit he does is so like clever. That I would have loved to see that like fold into the Marvel universe, but yeah, oh well. me too. So it goes. Cool. Yeah. Have you uh have you watched Runaways at all yet? I watched the first two and was into it a little bit. Is it any good? Uh, yeah. I think I'm like four or five in. Um, the biggest complaint I've seen so far is that they have like they haven't run away yet. Uh, because in the <laughs> comics, like the, in the comics, the first issue, like they find out, you know, their parents are bad and they bolt. And this one, they're still sort of like figuring out, I guess, that their parents are ah, okay but it's got a dinosaur in it. So I'm on board. Oh, really? Yeah. The dinosaur's in it, man. Was it in the first ish, ish, first mm. episode, And I missed it. No, the dinosaur shows up a little, a little later down the road. Did you watch Inhumans at all? No, I heard it was so bad. I didn't know, but did. it looked awful. Uh, but it had like, <laughs> it, it had, it had lockjaw, possibly one of like my favorite Marvel animals of all time. And uh-huh. so I'm happy to, although lockjaw was a total failure. Yeah,
0: I read about that too, that that was very bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, <laughs> listen, they showed the trailer for it and they spent a big chunk of the trailer talking about how expensive the camera was that they filmed it with.
0: Oh, God. That's never a good sign. Yeah.
1: Which is a lot like me. Like, you know, I think warming you up uh, a lukewarm can of soup and then telling you about the like three hundred dollar spoon I stirred it with. You know, it's like, well, is this still, is still this is still just a can of candle soup. You know, that's, oh, that's God. Really so did Cloak and Dagger come out yet? Um, I, th- it's, that one's on, like, is it even on a channel or is it on a, it's on like the streaming site oh, I don't even know some other thing? Like it's, it's on a service that I'm either not subscribed to or don't know where to find. So I don't even know if that's out yet. I'm, I'm interested in it. I'm intrigued, but. I
0: mean, me too. I, the, uh, Bill Mantlow who went to Cooper union is one of the co-creators of cloak
1: and dagger. So I feel like painfully obligated to find it and watch it so we'll see how it goes well I just want to see like what the modern spin on that because in the original comics it was like well I guess they got experimented on but essentially like they got experimented on with like some hardcore street drugs and got superpowers out of it which I feel like is a really weird message to send to kids these days
0: (laughs) I actually hope they stick with that that's gonna (laughs) be great
1: (laughs) Don't
0: This do drugs. really awesome cocaine made me give right? superpowers. That yeah. would be awesome.
1: Don't do drugs unless it's super cocaine. Super <laughs> cocaine will literally make you fly. Nice. Um, let's see. Yeah, Inhumans is canceled. Nobody cares. Uh, I still haven't seen Justice League. I'm sure I will eventually. Oh, I saw Justice League. Did you?
0: Uh, do you know what I would say about that? Is that I don't really get why people hated it. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it.
1: I think people went in expecting to hate it. Uh, maybe. Like, on it, like let's say there's a spectrum of uh, Superman v. Batman, Dawn of Justice uh, on the low end and Wonder Woman on the high end. Would you put it closer to one or the other? I'd put it in the middle. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's like, about what I expected. It was you know?
0: really a fun hour and a half, but it's not a great movie.
1: Well, also, I mean, you got to figure they have a lot like to pack in, you think about like what Marvel did with the Avengers and like Cap had a movie. Iron Man had what? Two movies. Hulk. We knew who the Hulk was. He had movies, although they're not, I guess, I don't know if they were directly tied in. Oh or yeah,
0: you're right. You're I get where you're going with
1: this. Yeah. But in justice league, I guess they've got to like introduce flash, introduce cyborg, introduce Aquaman. Like, so I'd, I'd be interested to see how they handle all of that when like, yeah, you know, it's, it's one thing to have like, you know, Hawkeye and black widow sort of get fully introduced and, and fleshed out you know, in the first Avengers movie, but. No, to have
0: to do it for almost all the characters. Yeah, I like all the
1: characters and not just secondary characters, like kind of, you know, some of the, some of the bigger hitters. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll see it as soon as it comes out. Uh, I'm interested. No,
0: and we, the last time we spoke, I remember I had an issue with them bringing Cyborg into it. Well. You know, just be, just because he's like a B level character, not an A level character. uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And I liked him. Yeah. I actually liked the guy. I thought, I'm, you know, you should see it just so we can talk about it because it, I don't know, man. I don't get why everybody hated it. I just don't get it.
1: I think it had, you know, Donna Justice taint on it and then, you know, (laughs) Zack Snyder bag Yes, agreed. Now, have you heard this conspiracy theory that there's like, because, you know, he he left the project sort of midway through because of like some pretty horrible family tragedy stuff, I think. Oh, God, Um, I didn't know that. Okay. But apparently there's like a Zack Snyder cut of this movie that exists. (laughs) (laughs) But that's like, that's like grown to like mythic proportions online oh god so, i would
0: love to see it i'll, I'll I would send, love I'll to send see you it. an
1: article because it, it's gone beyond just like hey wouldn't it be cool if we got to see his original cut to like a full-blown conspiracy theory of like that it exists and that it's actively being kept from the fans or something like that. oh <laughs> so. my god
0: what a, what a vivid imagination those clowns right? have that's right? ridiculous because if it was any good they would just release it
1: yeah well yeah exactly they put it out on a on a yeah, uh, right exactly whatever, a double disc on a laser oh, disc. Oh god speaking uh. of like <laughs> do you, you see the uh the report that the first cut of black panther was like four hours long and i'm like release no. it just release I know i would go see that shit twice so yeah, me
0: too <laughs>
1: when does that come out <laughs> uh valentine's day oh, weekend good. or thereabouts okay, so yeah mid- middle of february that's exciting
0: i'm so excited for that man the trailers are amazing
1: yeah. no that's wild um that's uh, I'll be there hopefully week one for that one. Although I always say that, and then I wind up never seeing anything. So
0: no, no, and then I'm like, you gotta go see it.
1: I know, I know.
0: <laughs> well, luckily, when you have a kid, you'll have more time. I don't think that's true at all. No, no,
1: dude, you're fucked.
0: That's
1: fine. In I'm, terms
0: of in terms of seeing movies, you're never gonna go again.
1: <laughs> I know. I've already got like. One of our uh, dogs just refuses to sleep through the night. So it's almost like she knows that there's a baby on the way and she's training us because she gets up just like every two hours. Oh, God. So that's dude. the whole thing.
0: That's, yeah. I won't even get into it. But, yeah, you're in for it. No, you're that's totally said. In like, for said. Hope it. you don't
1: like sleep. And I'm like, well, I don't sleep anyway now. So it's fine. See, the
0: thing that most people don't
1: tell you is that, sure,
0: in the beginning you lose a lot of sleep. Mm-hmm. But they don't tell you that your five year old son might like to get up at 4 a.m. all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah. I haven't been really sleeping at all since we've had a kid. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, the other side of it is it's the most joyful thing I've ever done in my life.
1: So well, that's a part of it. You mean, other than talking to me about comics once every couple sure, of months? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And seeing Guar live, maybe, other right, than those yeah. things. So it goes podcast Guar. And your then son. my kid. Yes. Yeah. That sounds about right. You got anything else? I don't think so. I think just my last sort of miscellaneous stuff. Let's see. Uh, not at all comic book related, but I, I highly recommend the show The Good Place. Oh, my wife loves that. Mia loves that yeah, show. Yeah, well, she's a lot smarter than you, so she- I liked, love Kristen uh,
0: Bell. Him. Is it worth it for the Ted Danson?
1: Do you not- What do you have against Ted Danson? Well, he's in it. I know. Why? why what you said, like, <laughs> I'm confused. I'm
0: never a fan. You like do that you, guy? Do you guys
1: have a feud? You guys have some sort of a feud? No, no, no. <laughs> I would say, uh, you know, it's it's one of those where you gotta watch the whole first season, you know? Okay. And I, I don't mean like, oh, it doesn't get good until the finale, but like it just uh
0: No, right. everybody loves it, man. It gets yeah. rave reviews online. Yeah. Yeah. All, all right, I'll it. pick I'll pick it up. I'm a sucker right. for TV, so I'll pick yeah, yeah. it up. Are you still watching Supernatural, by the way?
1: <sighs> no. God no. <laughs> Uh, But it was, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was a Jeopardy question the other night. It was, it was a whole, yeah, it was a whole uh, category of uh, different people who had like portrayed or like different versions of the devil,
0: and so they they had that like
1: squinty-eyed blonde dude whose name I never remember and don't care about. Yeah, that guy. So I was like across the room, like making TV. I was like, "What is supernatural?" Lindsay doesn't like when I yell at the TV.
0: But on uh, last, the last episode was what they call a backdoor pilot for a show called Wayward Sisters."
1: Yeah, so this is the um what they're two they're, the women they've met uh, that, that run the bar or something. No, they're dead. Uh, that's a shame
0: the it's the sort of the two sheriffs that they've met on different episodes um, uh. One woman with sort of short black hair. I mm-hmm. think her character name is Jody Mills. I remember the one. Yeah. And then another one with longer blonde hair, who's also a sheriff. And then it's like Castiel, the guy. Oh, my God. I'm so showing my supernatural nerddom.
1: Yeah. This is the first time it's making its appearance.
0: <laughs> when Castiel was a regular person, his name was mm-hmm. Jimmy Novak. Yep. And he had a daughter named Claire Novak, and Claire is one of the people who's going to star on Wayward Sisters. Gotcha.
1: And so, Wayward Sisters being a play on the "Carry On My Wayward Son" theme song of the show. Uh Yes, you get it. You get it. Clever. It's
0: look. I watched it. I didn't hate it. I'm going to pick up the first episode of Wayward (laughs) Sisters and see how it goes.
1: And this is this is not the first uh, backdoor pilot they've done, right? Like, because wasn't there one about like monster? Yeah, that monster town.
0: very bad. That it was, was like, like warring factions in Chicago of monsters or
1: something. Yeah, it was like it was like uh like organized crime but with monsters.
0: Yeah, that was real bad.
1: Yeah, was, <laughs> I, I remember that.
0: This bad backdoor bad. pilot was better. I mean CWs tried to do this before. They tried to do some backdoor pilots on Gilmore Girls too. That didn't work out.
1: Yeah, Je- Jess goes to California because everybody wants it. to watch a whole show about Jess. Exactly.
0: You're the best, Ed. You're the best.
1: Oh, uh, speaking of CW shows, uh, Black Lightning came out, I think, uh, last oh, week. right. And it's supposed to be phenomenal. I haven't watched it yet. I've fallen off on on both Arrow and Flash. So uh, at some point, I'll, I'll have to catch up on all those. But I am going to check out Black Lightning. That looks pretty good. Yeah,
0: cool. I'm going to check it out, too. I, I actually saw like a preview for it, and I was like, ah, oh, that looks good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I guess that's all I know. Well, how do people get a hold of us, Ed? Uh, you are Essel on Twitter. I am Ed Casey on Twitter. We are Issue Show on Twitter. Uh, and I believe we still, uh, have issueshow.com where we put our new episodes and other various comic guards. Does anybody use Tumblr anymore? I I went back to Tumblr recently. No,
0: I don't think they do, man. I, we haven't
1: updated that in a year. I, I put the new episodes up sometimes. Oh, you're so good. Thanks. I think I do.
0: And you know what? Because we forget to do this sometimes. I just want to say thank you to seven.
1: Oh yeah. That's our, that's our uh, editor who makes us sound like people. Thanks man. Sorry about my voice this time. <laughs> Sorry about the dog noise in the background. Seven. Cool. All right, everybody. Thank you. All right. Talk to you soon. Talk to you later, Ed. Bye. Bye.
0: (laughs) God, I love George Costanza.
1: I know. He's a hero to all of us. He really is.